welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. And we're back with analytics writer Nate Wilmot from our friends over at ForTheBloggy.com. Welcome back to the show, Nate. Great to have you. Hey, Jim. Great to be here as always. Thanks. You know, Nate, in your last visit, we began our look at new defensive coordinator Manny Diaz and how he might directly affect the Nittany Lions defense. This week, we're going to take a look at this is part two of your in-depth look at Manny Diaz. It's not out yet, but will be coming at For the Bloggy, where you compare Manny Diaz's defenses over his history in college football and compare it to Penn State and the rest of the teams in college football at large. My first reaction to all this is, you know what? Penn State's defense has been better than I think Penn State fans realize. That is 100% true, right? And, and this is the kind of uh, the catch-22 that we're in right now with Manny Diaz coming in, who is very, very good and who, is going, who has been far better than average in virtually every stat uh, that we're going to look at today. Yet the Penn State defenses since 2009 have been even better than him. I mean, they are in basically you know, averaging the top 10 across FBS for the last 12 or 15 years. It's amazing. And, and we're going to hit on some of the, these numbers and where Penn State ranks as we go through them. It's very impressive. Now, that's not to say that Manny Diaz, with the weapons that Penn State has and is capable of bringing in, can't keep that pace that Penn State has established or perhaps even do better. But it is something for the Penn State fan to realize. And like I said, we'll hit some of those rankings as we go. Let's start where you do which is yards per game and yards per play. And in your article, you essentially have three columns. Football in general, college football, Manny Diaz's defense, and Penn State's defense. And the consistency through these numbers is you have a regular, the average college football team, then the improvement is Manny Diaz, and then even better has been Penn State. And that starts with both yards per game and yards per play, correct? Yeah, and, and if we focus on yards per play, because that's where you and I have settled this, you know, the more meaningful thing. Penn State, since 2009, if you take Penn State's average over that time, um, they have been third in FBS, behind only Alabama, uh, who's 4.5 yards per play average from since 2009, and Clemson, who's 4.8. Penn State is at 4.9 uh, as an average across uh, all of the years since 2009. College football in general uh, is about 5.7. So, you know, Penn State is, is averaging 0 .8, 0 0.8 yards less uh, per play. Manny Diaz fits on this in, in uh, kind of in the middle. Again, he's at 5.2. So he's closer to Penn State than he is the average. Uh, and if you just took Manny Diaz's performances against all the other teams, he, he's, his would rank 18th overall. So, you know, he's still very, very good. He's in, you know, the top 20, top 15-ish uh, you know, percent, uh, 12% of all college football teams. Uh, but again, Penn State has just been absolutely exceptional here. 
and as you said, Manny Diaz's numbers are very good, but I think this might be the most impressive standing for Penn State in yards per play, third only to Alabama and Clemson, the absolute elite in college football. I think that's the number that stunned me the most in looking over what you provide there, uh, Uh, Nate. Same. I mean, yeah, I I did not expect that. I would have, you know, maybe picked uh, Wisconsin or Iowa or Ohio State even being kind of up there. But uh, to see Penn State being third only behind those those two, like you said, elite defenses since 2009 is absolutely fantastic. And, And some of this comes down to consistency, right? Maybe Penn State hasn't had... Uh, hasn't ever led the league, but they've also not been bad. And their their lowest, it looks like, um, has been 5.5. So even Penn State's lowest since 2009 is still you know better than average. Right. And 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 a word of caution in saying, well, gee, Manny Diaz's numbers haven't been as good as Penn State's numbers. You also look at where Manny Diaz has coached Texas in the Big 12, where they put up you know, numbers like crazy in that league or Mississippi State where you're playing in the Southeast Conference in the same division with like Alabama and LSU. So you've got to take all of those things into consideration. Uh, Let's move on to uh, points. In the end, that's the most important statistic. You know, how many points are you allowing? And once more, it's the... Average college football team, Manny Diaz, and then Penn State in in reverse order there. And, you know, 28 points per game is the average in college football. That's That doesn't come as any surprise at all. But to see both Manny Diaz's defenses allowing 24 and Penn State's defenses only allowing 20 points per game, those are still pretty good numbers for both entities. Absolutely. They're, you know, they're very, very good. And I think, you know, once you get below about 25, you're in that, you know, kind of upper tier. Uh, so like you said, Manny Diaz has averaged 24.0 um, and has only two worse than average in his time. And one of them is this year's Miami team, which was, you know, maybe, um, you know, not, not his best squad by far. Uh, and then the 2012 Texas team, which, as you mentioned, I mean, played in a very tough conference. I, I would have to go back and look at, you know, how Texas Tech and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were offensively that year. But I bet they were really damn good. Um, but otherwise, he's been better than that 28.3 average. Penn State, similarly, um, has been at 20.4. So absolutely fantastic. They would have um, they were in the uh Sixth overall behind Alabama, Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State, and Clemson. So Penn State, again, uh, consistently in that top 10. Uh, Manny Diaz would have ranked 22nd if he were a team in and of himself. So still very, very strong. Yeah, still very, very good. And again, as you mentioned, you know, those years with Texas and Mississippi State, those are the Big 12 where they score so many points. It's an offense league. And in the Southeast Conference where you're, you know, again, you're playing the Alabamas and Auburns and Georgias and just the absolute elite. You also, and I've been fascinated in our conversations in talking about how teams perform in the red zone. And with Penn State, we really saw in the in the 21 season how important that is and how good Penn State was. But over this span that you checked, 
Manny Diaz's defenses have actually been just a tad better than Penn State's with the red zone defense. Yep, and, and so, again, we, we've started to look at this a couple of different ways. And, and, you know, depending on how you cut it, Penn State might be a little better or Manny Diaz might be a little bit better. So if we start with points per red zone attempt, so that's every time uh, an opposing offense gets inside the 20-yard line, uh, an average defense is 4.9 uh, points allowed. Penn State has been 4.7 with some absolutely fantastic years, like uh, 2021. They were, uh, I believe, second in the country. Uh, but they've had quite a wide spread. So they've, you know, ranged everywhere from about that 3.4 of this year all the way up to 5.7, um, which would be considerably worse than average. Manny Diaz's teams, however, he's averaged 4.6 uh, and has never been worse than about 5.3 or 5.4. So um, with some very good sub four. So he's, he's had a, maybe a little bit tighter distribution, not quite the widespread that Penn State has had and on average uh, makes his performances a touch better uh, than Penn State's. If we look at then points per game, red zone points per game, so this is how, you know, the multiplication of uh, points per red zone attempt times total red zone attempts. Here, Manny Diaz is a little bit higher uh, than Penn State, still better than average, uh, but the Lions have allowed 13.8 uh, red zone points per game, which is fourth in the nation behind Alabama, Iowa, and Ohio State whereas Manny Diaz is 16.3. So still very, very strong, um, but again, not quite at the you know, overall Penn State level. And again, to understand that difference, that means he's allowing, his defenses allowed more red zone opportunities. So yes, that gross number is going to be higher um, for, for Manny Diaz's defense. Another interesting statistic that you look at is from points outside the red zone, which I, I would think would be a great indicator of how many big, play, big plays that you allow. Yep, and this is something that I've been toying with recently. I've kind of, you know, I'm developing this stat, and there, there's a couple of aspects to it. So it's points outside of the red zone or touchdowns outside of the red zone, which is likely more meaningful for big plays, like you say. Uh, but right now we're just at points outside of the red zone. So um, – on average, teams allow 9.9 .9 points outside of the red zone. So this could be a field goal from the, you know, conceivably, you know, where the line of scrimmage is the 21 or a touchdown where the line of scrimmage is the 21 plus. Uh, Penn State has only allowed 6.5 points outside of the red zone. Again, fourth overall since 2009 behind Alabama, Iowa, and Ohio State, it looks like. And then uh, Manny Diaz has been also very, very good, slightly better than um, better than the average by about two points. So he's at 7.8 points outside of the red zone. So this, you know, implies that his defenses aren't giving up a lot of touchdowns per game from beyond the 20 yard line. And that's very good. I mean, this is one of the things that, you know, Iowa, frankly, has been hanging their hat on for the entire Kirk Ferentz era is that they don't give up big plays and, and the limitation of big plays, especially when we play Ohio State or Michigan is very important. Let's go to one other stat, the one place, and we talked about this previously, where Manny Diaz especially seems to excel, and that is havoc plays, which includes sacks, tackles for loss, and turnovers. I want to take the turnovers out of the equation for a second and just talk about sacks and tackles for loss. This is a place where Penn State has done well, Manny Diaz has done really well, hasn't he? Yep. So this is something that we've talked about a couple times on the show. I, I think 
and this is one of those hallmarks that he really brings to the table that some of the Penn State defensive coordinators haven't had. So an average uh, defense generates 7.9 sacks and tackles for loss per game. Um, Penn State's teams have been about 9.6 on average. And, and this is very good. This is third overall. Uh, they're averaging third overall, only behind Clemson at 11 and Texas A&M uh, at uh, 9.7 throughout the course of 2009 through 2021. And while that's great, Manny Diaz's teams have actually been better. So he, his teams have averaged 10.7. Uh, so this would be second only behind Clemson. Uh, and he's got a high watermark of 13.3, uh, which is fourth overall in the entire 1,640 teams uh, who have played since 2009. And, and this was his 2018 Miami team. Um, 2017 Miami was 12.3 and 2019 Miami was 12. So in the last several years, uh, he has really blown it out of the water uh, in, in generating havoc plays uh, since his time at Miami. If we're going to look for a difference with a Manny Diaz defense getting here, it, it's that statistic. We're going to probably see more sacks, more tackles for loss. Nate, thank you so much. As usual, wonderful numbers, different way to look at this uh, Penn State football program. That is it for our show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.